Yo, 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 what is up everyone? How we all doing? It's a wonderful Wednesday afternoon, 523 to be exact is when I'm recording this. Um, FYI, I am sorry to all my Facebook friends that listen to my podcast. I totally forgot to post my last podcast on Facebook last week. Um, it slipped my mind. It was a wild week. I didn't even get my podcast out till Thursday and I totally forgot to post it on my Facebook. So I'm sorry to all my Facebook followers that listen to my podcast every week. That is on me. I will do better and be more responsible about getting it out to you guys. But man, so last week I did six games, if you didn't know, for my Facebook people. I went five and one. And so now my overall record is 29 and 12 for the season. So not too bad. But let's go back over my picks from last week. So We'll start with the one game that I had wrong, which was Thursday night. So I started off the week bad as it can be. I picked Carolina to beat the Falcons just because I believed in Teddy Bridgewater and that offense to do some things that they didn't accomplish. And for once, the Falcons didn't blow a fourth quarter lead. The Falcons won 25 to 17. Matt Ryan was 21 of 30, 281 yards, one interception, while Hill had 11 carries for 55 yards for Atlanta, and Julio Jones, 7 receptions, 137 yards. Teddy Bridgewater was 15 of 23, 176 yards, with one touchdown and one interception. That interception came on the last drive, as Carolina was moving the ball. Davis had 13 carries for 66 yards, and DJ Moore had 2 receptions for 55 yards. But the key player to me on offense for Carolina was actually Curtis Samuel. He had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. But he didn't have the stats to make it onto the top three. That is okay. I will give him some love. Listen, the Atlanta Falcons played their game. They played very well. They had their energy. They came out and played with a little more momentum and stuff. And honestly, they could have, they, they should have a lot of wins. Way more than two. They let a, the game slip against Dallas. They let the one against the Lions slip. I mean, there's multiple games the Atlanta Falcons should have won this season that they haven't. And the record is not to show for it. And that's okay. On the other hand, I think Carolina is a better team. Both these teams are better than what the record shows. It's just sadly they don't. Carolina is now 3-5, and five, and Atlanta is 2-6. and six. We'll see what happens. Carolina's t- tough test doesn't even get easier next week. But we'll get into that in a minute. Moving on to one of the noon games I picked, which was obviously the Kansas City Chiefs and the New York Jets. And like I said, this was going to be a slaughter fest. It was a very slaughter fest, actually. Um... The Jets scored nine points in the first half and didn't score a single point in the second half. They had one whole first down in the second half. Sam Darnold was 18 of 30 with 133 yards. Frank Gore was 10 carries for 30 yards. And Devontae Sims had two receptions for 42 yards. Patrick Mahomes was 31 of 42, 416 yards, and five touchdown passes. Clyde Edwards-Elaire had six carries for 21 yards. Travis Kelsey had... Eight receptions for 109 yards with one touchdown. Uh, You also had Hill have two touchdowns, and you had Hardman get a touchdown. So the touchdowns were out there to go. The Travis Kelsey one was literally the same exact play pretty much that um, Anthony Sherman scored a touchdown on against the Baltimore Ravens earlier this season. It worked again, and they got another touchdown. Patrick Mahomes let the ball fly to Tyreek Hill twice. He scored two beautiful touchdowns. And... um, we even went forward on fourth down against the Jets because that's what the Chiefs do. They don't let they don't step off the gas when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, we did a fake punt. Uh, Tommy Morstead threw. Uh, Tommy Morstead. Um, but uh, 
It was a beautiful dime. It looked like Trevor Lawrence out there with those luscious hair. So it was a beautiful play, beautiful game plan. The Chiefs, to me, still are the number one team in the AFC, the number one team in the NFL. I don't care what people say about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how they're undefeated. That's cool. I trust Patrick Mahomes over Big Ben. And I think Patrick Mahomes can find a way to beat that defense of Pittsburgh. But speaking of Pittsburgh, let's talk about them. The Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Baltimore Ravens. <clears throat> yes, they did. Uh, Pittsburgh is now 7-0. They won 28-24. Ben Roethlisberger was 21-32, of 32, 182 yards, two touchdowns. James Conner had 15 carries, 47 yards, and one touchdown, while Juju Smith-Schuster had seven receptions, 67 yards. Uh, Claypool also had a touchdown. Eric Ebron had the touchdown. Those are the two receiver, uh, receiving touchdowns that Big Ben had. Lamar Jackson was 13 of 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, and two huge interceptions. J.K. Dobbins had 15 carries, 113 yards, while Willie Sneed had five receptions, 106 yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson threw a pick six in the first half, and that was the only point scored by Pittsburgh in the first half was that pick six. He also threw another interception that set up another touchdown. So Lamar Jackson gave up two t touchdowns, really, to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then he also couldn't convert a fourth down in the final seconds of the game, which to me was a horrible play call by John Harbaugh, whatever. Um, you can say whatever you want about it. Uh, it was just a very bad play call. I think you make a throwing play. You call for a throwing play, and then Lamar can run if he wants. You don't go for a QB draw on a fourth, and like it was four. You just don't do that, in my opinion. But you did it, and it didn't work out. Let's move on to the 3 o'clock game, which was the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Seattle won 37-27. The, the score does not show itself. The Seattle Seahawks destroyed this game. Uh, Nick Mullins had to come in for the game uh, due to an injury for Jimmy Garoppolo, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But Nick Mullins came in. He was 18-25, 238 through the air, two touchdowns. Uh, Hasty, the running game, for the running back, I should say, for the 49ers, was 12 carries, 29 yards, and one touchdown. And then, oh, God, Brandon Ayuka. Ayuk, I'm going to pronounce that name wrong, had eight receptions, 91 yards, and one touchdown for the 49ers, while Russell Wilson was 27 of 37, so literally the score of the game, 261 yards and four touchdowns, while Dallas had 18 carries, 41 yards, and one touchdown, and DK Metcalf had 12 receptions, 161 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Russell Wilson is still on, on that MVP run, even though he had a setback last week against the Cardinals. They are looking forward, and he is still looking really good. He only has had one real bad game, and that was against the Cardinals last week. Uh, Seattle is now sitting really good in the front seat for the NFC West. I think Seattle still wins the NFC West. They are looking really good. And, yeah, the 49ers are going to be in some big trouble. I'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, they've got uh, some big problems. And then let's move on to the Sunday night. Oh, God. Crap Fest. Yeah, Crap Fest is what you have that. It was the Dallas Cowboys versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, it's not fun. You uh if you if you didn't watch it, you didn't miss much. The Eagles won twenty three to nine. Uh let's start with the it was no, there's nothing good about this game. Carson Wentz was fifteen of twenty seven, hundred and twenty three yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, not to mention two fumbles. He had four turnovers, Carson Wentz did. He had four turnovers. But Dallas is so bad they couldn't win. Yay, God. Yay, yay, yay. Um, Brandon, 
Uh, Brand, Brandon Scott was 15 carries, 79 yards. And uh, Tyler Fulgham had six receptions, 78 yards, and one touchdown. Ben Denucci. Yeah, Ben Denucci. Ben, ben Denucci was 21 of 40, 180 yards. He also had an incomplete pass that was a sidearm down the sideline. I will give him that highlight. Ezekiel Elliott had 19 carries, 63 yards. Michael Gallup had seven receptions, 61 yards. Oh, boy. 23 to 9. And if I do say myself, there was a fumble. And I think the rest really messed up because I thought the guy had recovered the fumble for the Eagles. And he was had full possession, and he was down. But they never said he had full possession of the football. And the ball kept moving around, and somehow one of the secondary players picked it up for Philadelphia, and they returned it for a touchdown. They made it 21-9 to at that point. The, the Cowboys went for a weird play. Uh, later on, they got a safety, so it would make it 23-9. to They got the, the, onside, the onside punt, and they, they recovered it. But, I mean, they, they have no offense without Dak Prescott. I saw something. It was um, Dak Prescott threw, has thrown more touchdown passes, uh, threw more touchdown passes in his last game when he was playing than... Than the the starting quarterbacks for the Dallas Cowboys have it was oh Dak uh, the Cowboys have scored more in Dak Prescott's last fourth quarter so the Cowboys scored more points in Dak Prescott the Cowboys scored more points in Dak Prescott's last fourth quarter which was twenty four points than in three full games without him which they've only scored twenty two points. So, they scored 24 points in his last fourth quarter. They've only scored 22 points in the three games without him. And people were saying, man, his market's going up because he's playing so well. Buddy, his market's going up even more now because they can't even score points without him. He was literally the only reason they were in games. They're the only reason they really won the game against Atlanta, besides Atlanta being dumb. Let's get that straight. So, yeah, his market's going skyrocketing up right now. And he's sitting on the couch eating popcorn, watching the Dallas Cowgirls play games. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that was great. Then let's move on to the Monday night game. I didn't watch the Monday night game. Uh, I was doing some other things. Uh, I heard it was a decent game. And after thinking about it, it doesn't surprise me. The Tampa Buccaneers won 25-23. to uh, the Buccaneers are now six and two, and the Giants are one and seven. Tom Brady was twenty-eight of forty, two hundred and seventy-nine yards and two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette had 16, 15 carries, fifty-two yards. Mike Evans had five receptions, fifty-five yards with one touchdown. While Daniel Jones had twenty-five for forty-one, two hundred fifty-six yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Also, I'm going to say this, Daniel Jones, you messed up on the two-point conversion. If you throw it right away, you've got the easy two-point. Instead, you waited too long and you messed up. And you try to give the, the referees that horrible spot to call the DPI, which they didn't, which is okay with me. Um, Galman had 12 carries for 44 yards and one touchdown, while Sterling Shepard had eight receptions, 74 yards. Listen, after thinking about it, uh, I guess you could see this game being closer than what I predicted, uh, just because I, I forgot that Tampa Bay is playing the Saints this coming week on Sunday night. So they're looking forward. This was a, a game right in the middle. Where you may, uh, where people maybe thought the Giants could steal one, uh, they almost did. Daniel Jones is just not good enough, unless you're playing the Washington football team. 
he's not going to beat a team. So, with that being said, I am not actually too surprised by the final score of this game. I just knew the Tampa Buccaneers were going to win. So, there you have that. <clears throat> now, let's move on and talk about uh, the, the trade deadline has passed and the 49ers. So, there was literally no big trades that happened before the trade deadline. The Green Bay Packers didn't make a move for a wide receiver or even interior defense alignment to stop the run. Nope. Stephon Gilmore stays where he is. Uh, there's talk about Will Fuller moving. Not happening. Uh, I mean, yeah, DeAndre Washington traded from the Chiefs for a seventh-round pick. Wow. So cool. I mean, Pettis was going to be was trying to get uh, the 49ers wanted to trade him. They couldn't do that, so they released him. There were some other players released. Ted Ginn Jr. was released by the Bears. So, I mean, there was no big trades that happened before the deadline. But the big thing was... Um, the releasing. There's some weird releases. I don't think that's uh, unfair or uncommonly to say, but I am surprised about some of the releases and not as many trades. Now let's move on to the 49ers. And you can't spell San Francisco 49ers without IR apparently because that's what they have right now is the IR. Uh, Jimmy G and George Kittle will both be out for six plus weeks. Major blows for a team. You have Nick Mullins now playing. You have the tight ends for the 49ers, backups playing, that won't compare to George Kittle. Um, the teams now can go in there and just try to stop the run and make Nick Mullins beat the team. So it'll be interesting to see how the 49ers do. They have a short week. They're also having problems with COVID now. They had to shut down the facilities because of COVID protocols this week uh, today. So now the game tomorrow is in jeopardy. We'll see what happens there, but I do believe the game will be played, but it is a short week for the 49ers. Now let's do this. I want to go over the standings. It's halfway. It's the halfway mark, so I want to go over the standings, NFL standings, before we get into my picks for this week. So let's go. I want to go back and look at what I had my picks-wise before the season. So let's do this. So with the AFC, the AFC West, I had Chiefs, Broncos, Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. In that order. So how's it looking right now at halfway point? It's the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, Chargers. So I just had it. I have it so far. It's so far. It's just flipped um, between the Raiders and Broncos. The Broncos have had more problems with the injury. The Raiders are actually coming out playing well. Derek Carr is playing well. Um, they're they're looking like a really good team. The Raiders are that are going to make the playoffs. The Chargers, on the other hand, they can't finish games. They're like the Atlanta Falcons, just of the AFC side. So, so far, like the AFC West, I had pretty well. I just have, so far, those two switched. Let's move on to the AFC South, where I predicted it would go Colts, Titans, Texans, Jags. And if we look at the AFC South, I think I'm off by one game. One team. I am actually not. That is beautiful. Look at me. Um, it goes, I am actually. Tennessee, Indy, Houston, Jacksonville. Listen, you knew Jacksonville was going to be last. I thought the Texans weren't going to be good because they didn't have any pieces for them. I just thought Indianapolis would be better than Tennessee. Now, Tennessee is on a skid of late. They've lost two games now. They've lost two in a row, actually. They lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts, they have a test this week. They're playing Baltimore. I can't wait to see that matchup. That's going to be a really good matchup because I like that defense for Indy against Baltimore. That's a really going to be a really fun game. But Tennessee's leading the, uh, the division. 
Now let's go back. And I know I got the NFC North maxed up. The NF- AFC North, I should say. I had the AFC North go Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals. Listen, we knew the Bengals were going to be last. We knew the Bengals were going to be last. What I did not see coming was the Steelers. So it goes Steelers, Baltimore, Cleveland. So what I needed to do with so far, if I wanted to have a really good bracket, is I needed to take Pittsburgh and just move them to the top and just shift everyone down. And it would have had a really good bracket because it goes Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincy. The top three teams have a really good shot at making the playoffs for this division just because of the weaker side of the AFC. Just saying. Now let's move on to the AFC East, where I had it go Bills, Pats, Dolphins, Jets. And like I said, I really, really wanted to put the Dolphins in front of the Pats at the beginning of the season. And sadly, I didn't. And it's it looks like it's going to cost me a really good prediction for it. Because right now, it goes Buffalo, Bills, Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, New York Jets. Listen, we knew the Jets were going to be bad. I just thought the Jaguars were going to be worse than the Jets. I was wrong. The Jets are just wildly awful. Um, Buffalo is playing really well. They're very skeptical, though. They played really down to the Jets. Scary. Miami is now starting to... Uh, that defense looked really good against the Rams. Or did the Rams just look really bad? Because the Rams looked like the St. Louis Rams when they played the Miami Dolphins. The New England Patriots could have beat the Bills, but Cam Newton said, hold my beer, and fumbled at the 15-yard line with 30 seconds left. So, there's that. So, it's very interesting. My predictions so far in the AFC are looking really wild. I mean, for the AFC, I had the Chiefs as the number one seed, and obviously if it ended now, it would be, it would be Pittsburgh. So, I didn't even have Pittsburgh making the playoffs. That's kind of... Crazy. So we'll see what happens in the AFC. Let's move on to the NFC. I had the we'll start with the NFC West where I had to go Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, Rams. And if we look at it right now, I had it so close. It is going Seattle, Arizona, Rams, 49ers. And I think it's gonna stay like that because the 49ers are gonna have they're injury prone. And they don't have their quarterback. They don't have their tight end now. So I think the 49ers are going to stay below. And like I said, I love the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're going to be a great wild card team, and they can upset someone in the playoffs. Seattle, on the other hand, I think is going to stay top-notch. I think Seattle is going to win the home game against Arizona. They'll win against the Rams. They'll beat the 49ers again when that comes. So I think Seattle will stay number one in the NFC West. Let's move on to the NFC South. I had it go Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. And if we look right now, it is actually Buccaneers, Saints, Carolina, Atlanta. And if you think about it, Tampa Bay's playing well. They lost to the Saints in the first week, and they also lost to the Bears. So I don't think the Buccaneers are this top-tier team that everyone wants to put out there. FYI, Colin Cowherd, my guy. Just chill with them, dude. The Buccaneers are not like that superior team. I still believe Seattle is better than the Bucks. I still believe, I don't believe actually Green Bay is better than the Bucks. The Bucks have a good defense. I just don't know about that Tom Brady led offense still. I'm still skeptical about that. Sure, they brought Antonio Brown in and he's going to start playing this week. The Saints, on the other hand, they've had without Michael Thomas. I think once Michael Thomas comes back, it's going to help Drew Brees out. Now, apparently, Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees are injured, but they're downplaying it, so I'm not worried as much. I think the Saints can beat the Buccaneers this Sunday night, and I'll get into that in my picks. Carolina, on the other hand, I thought I 
I didn't think Carolina was going to play bad. I just thought the Atlanta Falcons would play better. And if they would play a full game of four quarters, they would be, be doing better. But guess what? They don't know how to play a full four-quarter game yet for Atlanta. So that's why Atlanta's in last and Carolina's in second, or second to last. Exactly. It's kind of sad. But that is how it is. Now let's move on to the NFC North. And this is where I butchered it all. The NFC North is where I butchered it all. I put I put some marbles out there. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to try my best. I'm going to put some marbles out there. And I think I'm going to take the Vikings to win this division. I went Vikings, Packers, Lions, Bears. Yikes, oh, yikes, oh, yikes. This one's a jumble jumble. The only one I have so far right is the Lions. The Lions are a third-place team, and they're staying in third place. It goes Green Bay, who's only lost two games. Then you have the Chicago Bears. What? The Chicago Bears, who started with Mitch Trubisky, then go to Nick Foles, and they've only lost three games. But they haven't played anybody, I don't think. Like, I'm sure you can't blame it for that you haven't played anybody, but literally... They beat the Bucks. Okay, that's really good, actually. Congrats to you. I don't know how you beat the Bucks. Maybe it was because Tom Brady forgot it was fourth down. Whatever. Then you have the Detroit Lions, who... Then you have the Detroit Lions, who should have lost to the Atlanta Falcons, but Todd Gurley decided to score a touchdown and help my fantasy team instead of helping the Atlanta Falcons win the game. He helped blow the game for the Atlanta Falcons, and so now the Detroit Lions have an extra win over the Minnesota Vikings, which Minnesota starts 1-5, and now they go out there and beat Green Bay. So it's a very wild NFC North. I still think the Green Bay Packers will win the division. I do believe Minnesota can make a run to get to second place because I do think Chicago is going to fall off sooner than later. They can't just be playing with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles out there. It's not going to work. So we'll see how it goes, but I do believe at the end of this, I think Minnesota will move up to at least the second spot. And I think Chicago could fall to the third, and Detroit sadly is going to fall fourth. Now let's move on to the NFC East. The NFC East, yikes, NFC least, oof. I went Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, football team. (laughs) And right now it is Eagles, football team, Dallas, Giants. What in the world? Yikes. Um, Listen, the, the Dallas Cowboys have... No defense. Now they have no quarterback. They have Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. Congratulations. The Giants, on the other hand, have Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. Sterling Shepard. No defense. The Washington football team has inspiration. They have Ron Rivera, who just beat cancer. They have Alex Smith, who is back to playing football. The reason Washington is in second is not just because of their inspiration, but because they play in the NFC East, and they have two wins and one ac- one less loss than the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Plus, they beat the Dallas Cowboys. Good lordy. Um, yeah. Listen, this division is horrible. Somehow, someway, you, you, you can't believe it, but you have to. Whoever wins this will be hosting a playoff game. They will host a playoff game for their fans to watch them get destroyed. It's going to be awesome for an NFC East fan. And I can't wait. And if Carson Wentz doesn't find a way to fix it, WTF, the Washington football team, will be hosting a playoff game. (laughs) Uh, It's it's funny and inspirational. And Skip Bayless still believes the Dallas Cowboys can make the playoffs. Congrats to you, Skip. That old age is finally catching up to your brain. Good lordy. Oh, man, I'm telling you. The NFC East is so bad. Horrible. All right, but let's move on. Let's get into my picks. Hmm. Let's start with Thursday Night Football, if it happens. Like I said, COVID. 
Packers versus 49ers. Thursday night. I have the Packers winning 31-23. to Give me Aaron Rodgers over Nick Mullins. That defense is going to find one or two extra stops in them to stop that run game of the 49ers. Now you go to 12 p.m. You have the Panthers headed to the Kansas City. And listen, I thought this was going to be a close, close game going into the last week. But after watching uh, Carolina play the Falcons, I've seen enough of it. And to say the Panthers will be losing by 13 and the Chiefs will win 37-24. Patrick Mahomes will throw for three touchdowns. Clyde Edwards-Elair will have one touchdown. Does Le'Veon Bell get a catch and a receiving touchdown? Possibly in this game. Who knows? The defense plays well once again. Moving on to the 3 o'clock game. And who would have imagined this would be a really good 3 o'clock game? The Miami Dolphins versus the Arizona Cardinals. Who in their right minds at the beginning of the season, besides maybe me, because I thought the Arizona Cardinals were going to be a 2 seed in the NFC, as in, uh, in the NFC West, I didn't think the Dolphins would be a two-seed in the AFC East. But guess what? They're, here they are. you got Tua Talawega versus my man, Kyler Murray. That's not my man, actually. It's Skip Bayless's man. But I like Larry Fitzgerald. I like De- DeAndre Hopkins. Buda Baker playing well. Isaiah Simmons. Some beautiful names. I like the Arizona Cardinals to win 31-27. It might be lower scoring. Who knows? If it's a higher scoring game, it favors the Cardinals. If it's a lower scoring, it favors the Dolphins because the Dolphins have a better defense. Arizona's got a more skeptical defense. But if it's a higher scoring game, the Cardinals will like that more. Moving on to Sunday night, you have the New Orleans Saints versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And like I said, I think the Saints are the better team, especially if Michael Thomas plays. Who knows? Will AB help the uh, the Bucs? I have no idea. Do I think he will? No. Give me the Saints 34-31. I have no idea why I'm picking the Saints. Have they proven anything this year to me? No. Have they dis disrespected me yes should i pick them no will i yes saints win 34 31 moving on to the new england patriots versus the jets listen i can't pick the jets to win a game i just can't do it i can't pick a quarterback who's going to be playing at night that sees ghost predict pick to win I have the this, the Patriots winning this game, twenty four to thirteen. And if the Patriots lose this game, they're tanking for two. Uh, tanking for two. They're tanking for Trevor. That's all I will say if the Pats lose this game. But I think the Pats win twenty four thirteen. So you have the Packers over 49ers, Chiefs over Panthers, Cardinals over Dolphins, Saints over Bucks, and Patriots over Jets. Let's move on to college football. Clemson. Clemson beats Boston College with no Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I said that. No Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is out for this week's game against Notre Dame. Great, right, if you're a Clemson fan. But no, Trevor Lawrence tested positive for COVID, so he's out for two weeks. Sad days for Clemson, but that's okay. I still will talk about it in a minute. Mm. Three top 25 teams go down. You had Texas beat OU State in OT. Michigan State beats Michigan Harbaugh still can't beat Michigan State or Ohio State. It's unbelievable. It's it's just sad. And West, West Virginia destroys K-State. The Wildcats were t- turned into little cats. That's what I'll say about that. Um, the Pac-12 is back. The Pac-12 is back, guys. The Pac-12 attack is back. Can't believe it's back this weekend, finally. So is Mac. The Mac's back, too. Those are some crazy games. If you ever just want to watch a crazy college football game, turn it on tonight. Crazy. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Let's go to... Clemson versus Notre Dame. Who do I think wins? I still think Clemson wins. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm picking Clemson. I want Clemson to win. I actually actually don't want Clemson to win. I'm picking Clemson win, but I would love to see Notre Dame win. Because I think I would love to see Notre Dame finally in the playoffs. They deserve to be in the playoffs if they win this game. Because I think they will win out if they win. So, 
Give me Notre Dame. Uh, give me Clemson over Notre Dame, but I will not be upset if Notre Dame wins. Moving on to the Florida Georgia game. Give me Georgia. I like Georgia a lot. Uh, Florida, eh. Trask, eh. They played real sloppy last week against Mizzou in the first half. Then they took away after they fight. God, they fight, fight. They, f- yeah. Florida, what? Mizzou, Florida, what? There was a huge brog in the Mizzou Florida game. I don't understand why. Ugh, whatever. Alrighty, so yeah, I think Clemson beats Notre Dame, and I think Georgia beats Florida. Do I know why I picked Georgia to beat Florida? No. Do I believe in Georgia? No. Do I believe in Florida? No. Do I believe in Alabama? Yes. There you have it. The SEC is in one pickle. Hmm. Um, let's move on to some high school football. Well, shall we? Yes. The number one seed in Class 6, Ray Peck, they beat Lee Summit. They get to play Joplin, who had a bye, because the team they were supposed to play in Rockhurst could not play due to COVID. Who do I think wins? Are you serious? Are you freaking serious? As much as it hurts me to even think about saying no to Ray Peck, I'm not saying no to Ray Peck. You know why? Because I think Ray Peck, when they play smart on offense, is the best team in Missouri on the Kansas City side. (laughs) I'm not going to say in the state of Missouri. On the Kansas City side, I do believe when Ms. Ray Peck's offense, Conrad Holly plays smart and doesn't turn the ball over, and the offense doesn't turn the ball over, period, I think is the best high school football team in Missouri on the Kansas City side. Give me Ray Peck to beat Joplin, especially if Joplin's on a bye. I don't know how a high school team's going to do after a bye week. Moving on to Lee Summit West versus Nixa. Nixa is the two seed in Class 6 that will be playing against Ray Peck if they can get that far. But, Lisa and West just played Kickapoo, and they kicked the poo out of Kickapoo. They beat them 41-0. Nixa, on the other hand, also had a bite. They had they were supposed to play Lee Summit North. Lee Summit North got COVID. Don't know how. Don't know why. The speed team, the track team, is out. So, Lee Summit West plays Nixa. I think Nixa wins this game. I could be wrong because I don't know how a team's going to play after a bye, but I do believe Nixa wins. They're on the Columbia side. We'll see how it goes. So I have Ray Pick winning, Lisa at West winning. That means those two teams will be playing each other next week if this all happens on Ray Peck's field. Um, Odessa plays Pembroke Hill. Okay, I, I, I don't know why I keep picking Odessa games when I should by now just go, hey, Odessa's going to win. But as much as I really want to say, man, Pembroke Hill's only lost two games. They could beat Odessa. No, no. Odessa hasn't lost in like three years. I'm not picking against Odessa yet. Give me Odessa to beat Pembroke Hill. So, you have Ray Peck beating Joplin. You have Lee Summit West beating Nick. No, no, JT, what are you doing? You have Nixa beating Lee Summit West. And you have Odessa beating Pembroke Hill. Very interesting, very intriguing. Um, uh, that's all for I have for you. Yeah, if you heard a jump cut at the uh, in the middle of that, that's because I had an alarm go off. I'm sorry. Hopefully, it doesn't distract you too much about a jump cut. I'm not a big editor on these things. I just I go with the flow and I don't edit them. So sorry if there's a jump cut and you don't like it. But I had it. I had an alarm go off because I'm in college and I have to make sure I do my diligence in college. So that is it. I am uh, very excited to get this one out. And for you, my Facebook followers out there, you will be getting this podcast this week. So, again, I'm sorry about last week's. But until next time, folks, which next time, actually, speaking about next time, next week will be my last podcast for a while. 
I'm hoping only one week. We will see how it goes, but I am having surgery the following week after next week. So, I'm planning only missing one week of podcast, but who knows? I'm only preparing to miss one week. We'll see how it goes. I'll keep you informed, especially for next week. But guys, keep it real. Be number one and love yourself. And I love you all. Peace.